Hey guys, welcome to episode 101 of the Intone Podcast. It's technically our first episode ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk today about a topic that's pretty interesting, I think, to both listeners and musicians, because that's our goal, is to really kind of cross the line there and, and bridge both sides of the story. Uh, we're going to talk about streaming music versus buying the music. Buying, because not just downloading, because... They're free downloads. We're not talking about piracy. No. Yeah, we're talking no. about buying music on iTunes or Google Play, whatever, Amazon, whatever you use. Bandcamp. So, Bandcamp's Bandcamp. a good one. Um, so, Aaron, what what are your thoughts on this? Uh, let's talk about it first as a listener. Because okay. I know you have some songs on some, some platforms yes. available both to stream and to purchase. Mm-hmm. So, what are your thoughts on it as a listener first and foremost? I mean, as a listener, because I am, I do use Spotify. I'm just going to get that out of the way, which I do use. I still use iTunes, though, because I still like to actually buy the music. Um, but I'll use Spotify a lot of times to really to find new music. It is handy, I think, that way. Um, the difference between it and radio is radio, you're, you're basically kind of at the DJ's mercy. And of course, people call and request and things like that. But you're also, radio is very, they get um, very patterned. You hear the same songs a lot. Right. So with Spotify, with their algorithms and stuff, it kind of plays a song that's similar to the one you just listened to. So over time, you may end up learning of new music that you've never heard of. Now, I've primarily been a Pandora listener mm-hmm. for in terms of yeah. streaming. And Pandora is more like a radio station in that they yes. have playlists. Yes. So a lot of times I'll play, say, the the Eagles playlist, right? Mm. And if I listen to that two or three days in a row, it's very much the same playlist right. over and over again, right. like a radio station. Of course, I can thumbs up and thumb down and sure. stuff like that. Now, Spotify, does that act differently? Like you mentioned finding new music. So I feel like I have to struggle a little bit with Pandora to find new music. I think it, it's easier because I have used Pandora before as well. Um, Spotify, it has a radio on it. You can do radio, but a lot of times it's still like a playlist. But with their with their algorithms and stuff, it your music will randomly pop in there. Um, that I mean, I've never heard of the artist, and it could be I'll go look up see who it is, and they could be a totally lesser known artist compared to whoever the playlist was based on. Like if you started with ACDC, you may find some little, really small band that just has thousand monthly listeners or even less than that just randomly pop into your playlist and like, hey, this is really awesome. Hmm. Whereas they probably wouldn't, you would have never heard them on like a radio station because they're so small. Right, right. So now in Pandora, they have a system uh, where. When you pick, like, say, I'll use my Eagles playlist mm-hmm. as a reference. Um, they have their basic Eagles playlist. And then on the side, you can click on um, crowd favorites. And these are songs that are the most thumbed up songs mm. from all their users. Okay. And then they also have one called uh, Deep Cuts and Discovery and some of that stuff. Well, I never explored it when I used it. So Yeah, it, it's pretty interesting to do it that way because uh, you will find some new stuff occasionally. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it's also like deep tracks off of a record. Like, you may have heard the big hits off of the Eagles record, but you don't own the record, oh, so you yeah. don't know all the songs. Now. I so see that, what you're saying. Yeah. Um, now, I don't have as much experience with Spotify. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason for this is, and, and this is an interesting topic as a parent, I'm a parent, Aaron is not. Uh, as a parent, Spotify lacks any form of parental controls. Okay. Uh, At least as the date of this recording, it does not have any parental controls. And I know it's something that's actually been quite a a big topic Mm -hmm. is there's no parental controls. So I tend to stay away from Spotify because of that reason. Uh, Apple Music has parental controls, uh, but they don't have a free option that I'm aware of to listen to. They don't. Not that I'm aware of either. Whereas Spotify and Pandora and all these places you can listen to for free as long as you're willing to, to hear the ads. ads. Yeah. Um, Pandora also doesn't really do entire albums the way Spotify does. So like, mm-hmm. it, isn't that right? You can go on Spotify and listen to an entire album. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it'd be like buying it off iTunes as far as that goes. You can find the whole catalog. Yeah. Everything, does so. it put commercials between them on the free version? Between yes. The yes. 
Okay, so Spotify is the big dog in the streaming world. Uh, I pulled up some data on that before we started, and, and they have 286 million active users. Mm -hmm. That's people who use Spotify on a semi-regular basis. Mm -hmm. And 130 million of those people actually pay for it. So, I mean, yeah. that's massive. What does yeah. Spotify cost? Do you pay for it? I do. I think it's... Honestly, I can't remember what it costs. <laughs> it's like probably 10 bucks a month something or something. Like right? I mean, most of these it's, are right in that same It's something world. like that. I just... Actually, what's funny is I signed up for Spotify. Um, I've been using the free account for some certain things, but when I got married, I wanted to use Spotify for our playlist. and so For I, the wedding? Yes. Okay. So I had to switch that to the paid one so I could do... Because I didn't have my laptop. I used my phone. And the phone is not great with Spotify if you got a free account. You can't go through and pick songs. Is that just that because of the way the app is? Or I guess, but it won't let you. Like if I mean, I could go and pick a song, but it'll still shuffle and it will not play that song. It okay. may do it if you're lucky, but normally it just plays something of their music or something. So I went and paid for that. I did, well, I did the trial. So can you not pick a specific song? In the free version of Spotify, like mm -hmm. say, I, I want to hear X song. On my phone, I couldn't. On my laptop, I could. Okay. Like, there was no issues there. But on my phone, I couldn't. So, so basically, what we're getting at here, then, the the streaming side of things, is just, it's convenient, and it also I, helps you find some new music. I think, it, in terms of that, it's good for discovery. Yeah. Because I've definitely found some artists I've never heard of, and now I listen to their music a lot. Now, you started off by saying that uh, you kind of dissed radio right off the bat, and I think we would both agree that radio is not a good way to find new music. Uh, <sighs> unless you live in an area maybe where they have better radio stations. Maybe. I mean, nothing against our local stations here, but in a small town... Uh, Kingsport is where we're located. It's about 50,000 people. Mm. Our radio stations are mostly just playlists. We don't have DJs that are actually curating a, a playlist and listening to new music and trying to, to you right. know, they're buying playlists from national. Yeah, and it's, you get all the same stuff over and You're going to get the big hits, you know, every time... Uh, yeah. Taylor Swift releases a song, it's going to be on the radio because it's Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um... Uh, I mean, they've got Christian music, Jeremy Camp a lot. He's on a lot. No, nothing against you. I, always, I do enjoy Jeremy Big Camp. Big fan of Jeremy Camp. Yeah, it's actually. Just, they, they almost overplay it. Mm -hmm. I feel like they overplay his music. Because he's got a lot of good songs that will pop on there. That's maybe the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. They're not uh, diving deep into the, no. into the other stuff. So, well, then, what do you think about buying music? Do you still buy music? Yes. I do still buy music. I don't buy as much as I used to where I do use Spotify. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, if it's, especially if it's friends of mine or just people that I really just love their music, I still will buy their albums to support them. So you're saying that you buy songs more of an, uh, a thought process is I'm going to support this particular artist yeah. and you want to ensure they get the maximum amount yeah. of return, right? So Pretty much. That's kind of where I fall in into things. I I tend to buy more. I mean, I don't subscribe to any streaming platforms at all. Uh, I tend to buy more music. In mm -hmm. fact, I just literally pre-ordered the new Foo Fighters CD. Oh. Well, I said CD. It's not. Yes. I'm not going to get a physical CD. Uh, I just pre-ordered the new Foo Fighters yeah. record uh last night uh, on iTunes and I like to own it because I feel like I'm oh, supporting yeah. the artist right. but it is very difficult to find new music that way yeah that's that's the one downside to it the the one the other flip side is I remember being a, a 15 20 year old kid and I would hear a song on the radio and I would go to the to the store and buy the CD and would throw the thing away because that was really the only good song yeah. on the whole record and yeah. I would hate that because I would spend back then CDs were 15 bucks mm -hmm. <laughs> and so you spend 15 bucks on a CD and you get one good song and you just feel like you just got ripped off yeah know? a lot of times they still are um, with who I've been on the road with and stuff. Yeah. a lot of times 15 to 18 depending yeah well it, when, that's when a band is selling it themselves right right right, right. Uh, so yeah. it's a little different so we can agree then that buying music is a good way to support the artist. Yes. Um, yes. 
I personally also still, I guess it's an age and a generational thing. I feel like when I buy the music, it's mine, even though I realize I'm just licensing the music. Yeah. I don't own the rights to the song right. or whatever, but I, uh, I feel like it's mine and I can play it anytime I want to. Whereas, uh, what happens if Spotify goes out of business in five years? Right. You know, and you've right. curated all these playlists through Spotify, yeah. and then Spotify's true. gone, and now your playlists are gone. Yeah. You know, no, that's true. Uh, probably that could happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess the interesting thing, though, is that here's a stat that I pulled up: is according to The Verge, 75% of all revenue from music is streaming now I'm, yeah I believe it so, which is amazing uh, to think of how how things have changed again as a 44 year old man uh, who can remember buying cassette tapes and yeah. and vinyl records before they were cool and then buying CDs uh, to think that now only 25% of, of revenue comes from those kind of sources. Yeah. And a lot of that's actually vinyl now. It's, there's a, yeah, there's a lot. That's... Vinyl's actually a big moneymaker now mm-hmm. because uh, the cost to produce it is so low, but they're charging so much for it because right. it's kind of a niche thing and, yeah. and the collectors are willing to pay for it. Big nostalgia, I think, with a lot of Yeah, them. yeah. I have friends who, who buy, they'll pay 25 bucks for a record where you can buy it on iTunes for $10. Yeah. So it's really interesting. But I would... And this is a topic for another episode, but I would definitely say that vinyl is the best way to listen to music. It's the the fidelity is the cleanest. I've I've always heard that, but the record players that mom and dad's growing up didn't really work. Either they didn't work, or dad would just never pull out a record. At that point, when I was a kid, cassettes were the big thing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm old enough to remember. Cassettes that. were terrible. Yeah, and that's what I. That's anytime I listened to something, it was a cassette. Yeah, and cassettes course, didn't have the longevity that vinyl mm-hmm. or CDs did, but vinyl has a wide frequency response, mm-hmm. and if you get a good turntable and a good yeah. set of speakers. You can hear things in a vinyl record that you'll never hear mm. on a streaming, especially streaming. Streaming right. is so compressed. Right. Uh, there's a huge quality gap in streaming, even from a CD right. uh, to streaming. If you're picky enough to listen to it, uh, if you're just in your car, it may not matter. Right. So I don't know if I, I don't think I've ever actually heard a record. I'm 100% honest. I don't think wow. I've ever actually heard a record. <laughs> that sounds like a future episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we fine. need to let you hear some stuff yeah, on record. Yeah, I've never actually... And my, you know, my family, as old as they... Have, or as long as they've been playing music, all their first stuff was on records. Wow. Yeah, all their first stuff was on records. Now, did they ever go back and translate it to digital? Um, In any form, CDs yeah. or... You know. Papa put some on CD. He did put some on one CD. Um, he started trying to transfer them over because they we got a lot of cassettes. They probably put out about eight cassettes. So they're they they spanned that whole thing. When CDs became big, though, they were kind of starting to recording. They weren't recording really anymore. They recorded one CD. So he started trying to transfer some stuff over to CD. Right. And that was about the extent of it. That was probably necessary because they're selling music at, as they perform, mm-hmm. and people don't didn't have records or anything no, anymore. No, you know? it's. Uh, um, I mean, they sold a couple cassettes, but yeah, like you said, it was nobody was buying them at that point, so he had to start adjusting and trying to keep up with the times, yeah. so to speak. So we're we're gonna save the topic of physical. Purchasing a music like a vinyl record or a CD for another episode—that's uh, not really what we're no, going to get no, into no. on this one. But so in the world of streaming, and I talked about it being seventy-five percent of all revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the data that I looked up said there was four hundred million users per day for streaming. It's across the board. Across the counting board. all platforms, uh, even the small ones that you know we don't. I don't even know their names. So, uh, I saw a yeah. list of them, and most of, a lot of them I didn't even recognize. Right. I mean, there's the big ones, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, YouTube. Yeah. Um, but 400 million people mm-hmm. a day streaming music. And it's like the new radio. Right. Pretty much. But you're in control of it. Yeah, because Apple, Apple Music has playlists now. Mm-hmm. Re- that's a recent development. So um, I'm interested now to talk about it from the standpoint of a musician. So Aaron's released songs on, you can find him on iTunes, yeah. uh, Bandcamp, where where else can they find you? I mean, really everywhere. Um, 
you know, are you on all streaming all platforms? the streaming platforms? Because where I use a distributor, they just it goes to all of them. So like, Boom Play, I think is the big Africa one. It's okay. on there and that recently got added. So you have those. Uh, I can't think. There's there's so many of them. So it's international, international. too. It's not just United States. Yeah, it's all international. Okay. So here's what I'm interested to know. We talked about buying music to yeah. support the artist. The money that artists get yes. is really eye-opening. As I started researching this, I was really stunned. And we're, you know, we're going to throw some real generic numbers out there. Everybody's mileage is going to vary a little bit depending on yeah. their deal with the, you know, some of the bigger names can negotiate better deals. Right. Uh, I know Jason Mraz, and for instance, uh, was huge independent guy, and when he finally got under a record label, he was had the ability to negotiate such a favorable deal. Right. Versus somebody who got signed when they were unknown. Right. Um, so. Talk to me a little bit, though, about your experience as a working musician and trying to sell your music and stream your music, and how does that pay out, and how does that work? As far as the payout, I mean, it's... You can get a lot of streams. Now, me, with I'm kind of in, in a really small niche, so I don't get a whole lot of streams. So I've tried to expand that recently. But even still, it's... I mean, I sell one record... And I could serve one song for that matter, release more singles than anything. But it would take, doing the math, it would probably take like maybe like a hundred streams ish, if that to equal, probably more than that to equal just one download for me. Wow, okay. So I could have that many, I could have, I mean, that's that's super rough. Now, do you sell physical CDs at your shows? I can't, yeah, I do have, I don't always have them with me, uh, depending on where I'm at. So what do you make off of selling one CD? Uh, Like just a physical one. Mm -hmm. So mine are EPs, it's like four or five songs, so I typically sell for five. Okay. How much of that roughly is profit to you? Um, And we're going to assume that he's paid for all the studio costs and you know, we're not yeah. trying to do a sunken math right. kind of deal where we, we're looking at all these sunken costs of the, the studio production time and all that stuff. We're just saying that let's assume this, the CD's right. paid for how much are you making back on that CD? Um, after as far as distribution or not distribution um, duplication of the CD about 250 So you're making right roughly now. half. Right. As of right now and that's which I order small orders just because I don't sell I'm not selling tons of stuff so I don't want to order a thousand CDs yeah and pay, I mean I'd make probably three or four dollars profit at you that could point. increase your profit but, by larger quantities but with where I'm at right now I'm buying like the minimum still 50% yeah. that's a pretty good yeah. deal so the information that I found online is uh, an average major label artist sells a CD in a record store and gets roughly 10% so yep. if you buy a CD for ten bucks, they're making roughly a dollar. Yeah, and that's actually then got to be split amongst the songwriters on yep. the record too. So if if a lot of times you'll have uh, a situation where, let's just use Taylor Swift as an example. And I don't have specifics on Taylor Swift. I'm just using her name. But Taylor Swift uh, might have uh, ten songs on the record. And each song might have three or four songwriters on it. Well, that dollar that Taylor Swift makes then has to be split up amongst all those songwriters Mm -hmm. on the record. So Mm -hmm. if she's not the only songwriter on the record, then her actual share ends up being way diluted. She might walk away with a dime or a Mm -hmm. quarter off of the CD. Yeah, and somebody can just like write one little couple words in it, and suddenly they're making a share of that. Yeah, and that's really a topic for another day as well, but if you look at at the way songs are now, they'll have five and six songwriters on on almost every song. Easily. Whereas back in in the 60s and 70s, it was common to have maybe one, at most two, Mm -hmm names on a song right uh, you know Jimi Hendrix would be listed as the songwriter mm-hmm. on a song or Smokey Robinson would be listed as the songwriter on a song yeah. and now you'll look at it and there might be 10 names on there <laughs> and all those people have to get a slice of the yeah. pie well, when you're making 10 cents on on a selling an album 
it's hard to make you know you it's hard to understand how they get to these mm -hmm. levels where they're flying in private jets and, yeah. and living in million dollar homes you know uh, i think a lot of times it probably nowadays it's i heard once about beyonce i think most of her money comes from endorsements yes not so she's more music. of a celebrity than yeah, she not is so much music a musician yeah no. So the other interesting thing I found was that I, I got to looking at streaming and mm -hmm. what that pays, right? Yeah. So you mentioned that you you would have to stream maybe a hundred times. Well, I just did the math on my phone. If it, that's why I pulled it out real quick to remember. So like Spotify, you're looking at, and all of them have different rates. So, but Spotify, what I typically get from it per stream, it would take about 214 streams. Wow. To get what I make. Um, from like a that's now um, streaming one song, so just a single. That's streaming yeah. one song versus buying the song digitally. Song. Yep. Wow. After I, like, which of course even buying the song the distributor takes a cut out of it, but that's what that's for. that's my cut. Right. Is what I just did the math for. So I bought one of your songs on iTunes and it was was it ninety nine cents? Ninety nine cents. Okay. And how much of that did you get? About sixty four. Cents. Okay, so Apple or whoever took mm -hmm. thirty cents. I think Apple takes their cut, and then the distributor takes their cut. I and so you're so using a third-party distributor, but you're not signed to a label. No, no, right, no. Right. they just okay. they just I pay for this distribution. They just make it easier for right. you, right? And then they, they you can pay like for publishing, like as far as getting those kind of radio stuff as well. Right. So they handle all that kind of stuff. Okay, it's interesting you brought up radio because I pulled up some data on radio. And I didn't really know this. This was fascinating. That radio uh, royalties only pay the songwriter and the publisher. They don't pay the performer. I don't think. I don't even think <laughs> I knew that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I, I kind of was really shocked when I when right. I read that. And I had to, I double checked that. I checked it against two different sources. Right. Uh, that uh, so if you wrote the song mm -hmm. and Taylor Swift recorded it. And performed it, and they play it on the radio. You make the money off right. it. Taylor Swift does not. Right. The um, online radio. So there's uh, Sound Exchange, mm -hmm. which I'm signed up with. That uh, I don't have any songs that are actually on physical radio, so that'd be one reason why I didn't really know that. Granted, I it's all instrumental, and I write my own music, so right. I still got something for it. But Sound Exchange takes care of all the online radio, and they actually you can register as a songwriter or the performer. So you can get performance royalties through that. So that'd be like your Sirius XM, Pandora, yeah. things like that. Hmm. And a bunch of others, they have a whole laundry list of who they get royalties from. But as far as the big ones, Sirius and Pandora, they're big ones. Right. And I Heart Radio. I forgot about I Heart Radio. Yeah, I Heart's not as popular. Um, yeah. Pandora made a big splash a few years ago when they actually bought a physical radio station. Right. And they did that to skirt some of the legislation that was coming around because right. there was legislation aimed at online only services and so they bought a, a physical radio station so that they could just be a radio station that happens to stream right but i think too now they appear on their pandora charts now on, on a billboard yeah i wonder if that has anything to do because i think that's recent too right maybe run check me on that it was quite clever on their part to avoid some of that oh, yeah. legislation but uh you know, and I've always enjoyed Pandora, but we talked mm -hmm. about earlier, they're not the most... Uh, yeah, from a musician standpoint, they're yeah. not the best. So let's talk about streaming rates. Okay. <laughs> so this was interesting, too. I, I did this, I looked at this website called Ditto Music, and they had a, a little calculator on there mm -hmm. that you can punch in how many streams and what you would get paid on it. And it was, uh, you could look at all the top streamers, right? So uh, Aaron talked about Spotify earlier. A uh, thousand streams on Spotify mm -hmm. would net you four dollars and thirty-seven cents. That's such four tenths, roughly, <laughs> of, but, of a penny. Yeah. But I was telling him before we started this, I'm looking through the notes that normally the most I get is actually three tenths. So and what's the factor for that? Because you're yeah. under a certain number of streams. I don't. I'm or? not sure because I know the way the breakdown works is your big wigs. Like not necessarily Spotify, but your big maybe record companies and stuff like that, they get the first cut of money. Mm -hmm. And at some point, I think they go through all the deals. And at some point, little guys now start is your getting, is your distributor maybe getting the other tenth of a, uh, that? Honestly, I'm not sure, so I can't really say for sure. Um, I don't think so, but I, I may be 100 percent wrong. Um, but. Um, as far as what I get too, it also varies if it's a free account. 
yes. versus a subscription account. Yes. Now this is an averaged number. I I did yeah. see that they noted that in the in the website that uh, paid subscribers gave you a higher mm-hmm. dollar amount per play versus right. an free subscriber. And then the country that the stream comes from. Yes, that was another thing because every country has its own legislation on this. Because I recently did a promotion on Spotify for a song I released um, and started getting the streams coming in from that time period for because it takes about three months for you actually to get your money. Typically, it depends which one. Sometimes you get in a month. But Spotify's about three months, so I started seeing the numbers rolled in. And I remembered that a lot of my streams came from South America was a lot of them, and then there was some from Europe, had quite a few. And while I did have some that were three-tenths of a cent, I had a lot that were like one-tenth or two-tenths. And so, we're just still just talking about Spotify. Still Spotify. Because so they're the big dog in the game. Yeah, and there's so many variables. Yeah. So there's so many variables. Same thing with YouTube. So we've got we're talking just average numbers here. Yeah. Um, the the interesting thing again based on a thousand streams was Spotify four dollars and thirty seven cents mm-hmm. on average. Apple Music is slightly higher at seven dollars and thirty five cents. Mm-hmm. To me, the big surprises here were, were twofold. Napster paying nineteen dollars for yeah. a thousand streams. Yeah. So they're by far paying the yes. most out. And uh, Napster was big when I was young. Right, I remember. For a totally different reason. Uh, And they've transitioned to a streaming service. But I don't know anybody who actually uses Napster as a streaming service. I don't either. Same thing as Tidal. Tidal's right up there, too. Tidal is $12.50. Now, Tidal is interesting to me because they're uh, high-fidelity streaming, Mm -hmm. which I mentioned earlier that streaming is very compressed. Right. Uh, it's okay if you're driving around the car, but if you really want to sit down and listen to music, streaming is very compressed. You lose a lot of high end. Right. It's all very uh, low quality to me. Yeah. Uh, and some people are more discerning on that right. than others. Amazon, I found, is really well, really good as well. Um, they're usually between the nine tenths to about one point one tenth. Yeah. Tenth. 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 <laughs> so you know you make. You would make about nine to eleven dollars, yeah, from Amazon somewhere in that range. So Amazon wasn't one of the options in the list, so okay. I couldn't get their yeah. number. But the one that really shocked me the most was YouTube, because I know kids, in particular, my daughter listens to music on YouTube more than anything. Mm-hmm. And a thousand streams on YouTube net you a whopping sixty-nine cents. Yeah, it's which it's, is absurd. That's like six hundredths of a cent for every yeah. play. And they. I've had, actually, funny enough, I've had sometimes more success with YouTube financially, which I get quite a few plays. I get more on Spotify than any of them, but I sometimes have gotten five-tenths of a cent for a set of them, so that kind of puts it kind of in the middle with that, but YouTube also has, like, that content. Anybody that's ever uploaded any kind of video on YouTube knows sometimes that when you put music, you get copyright claimed, so doesn't mean you lose the video just you view somebody else's music and they're like hey we need our cut from this yeah i've had that happen i've had it happen in my own videos which is fine that's actually because <laughs> you're getting paid either yeah, way i'm getting paid either way and when i've got that the royalties for that they, they again they vary now doesn't youtube give you a, a method to upload a, like i have permission to use this music kind of thing for your own yeah yeah i guess the question would be which one's paying you more money. yeah and which i honestly i've never explored it i've just always because the distributor tells you hey when you upload to youtube this is going to happen we got you basically like you're going to get your money yeah so and that's happened when i upload if i'm if i do that i get the notification you've been claimed and suddenly i'm getting money a few months later now, granted, of course, again, it's it can be very low, but they have different, they have multiple different ways, at least to their credit, to an extent, to bring in a okay small. So I, I ran the same numbers at a million streams, and it didn't change at all. So yeah. I I was just curious if the rate changed the higher I don't think so. the number of streams went or anything. So. I know YouTube uh, on videos pays a little differently based on the mm-hmm. number of streams, and once you cross a certain threshold, right. and some of that stuff, but. Apparently, music is not the same way. No, so. so we've di- we've kind of diverged into talking a lot about uh, money. Yes. As an artist, do you feel like the uh, streaming gives you an opportunity to get your music out to more people who may not hear it? It does. Um, I actually hear a while back, I was kind of just thinking about it, and I was saying to myself, you know, really, 
in this day and age, it's almost like, it's like it's easier to make it music, but it's harder at the same time. I would definitely agree versus, uh, and I've not ever been a professional musician, but I, from what I've seen, when I was a kid, recording a song was a bit of a chore. You had to buy a four-track yeah. recorder, which cost a few hundred bucks, mm -hmm. and and microphones weren't that great, right. and you know there wasn't a whole lot of technology around back then. And nowadays, uh, you can record something on your phone that sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I use honestly, I use GarageBand for a lot of my stuff. Now, granted. Uh, the drummer that plays, he um, he records that stuff from home. Then the guy who played guitar, the rhythm guitar on the last song, he did it from his home. And then the drummer actually mixed everything. But as far as all my parts, I just did it home at on GarageBand. Um, so that's where I think a lot of times it's easier now because you can do all this stuff from home. Get in Spotify, YouTube. I mean, there's so many success stories now. People on YouTube making it, and it's all with all that kind of stuff well going back to to kind of our earlier topic the about how much money you make from selling a physical cd mm -hmm. the fact that there's not a record label involved and there's not yeah. all these overhead studio costs involved gives you the opportunity to have less invested in it up yeah. front right it's basically yeah. time right uh, so you're getting all the profit essentially yeah um i mean you might have to have a, a microphone which is a one-time expense mm -hmm. or something like that but you're already owning a bass guitar and yeah. all the effects pedals that you're using so um Again, going back to the, the concept of streaming versus buying, if you had your druthers and you could just magically say, this is how I would prefer people uh, interacted with me, would right. you want them to buy your music or would you want them to listen to you a lot on streaming? I mean, I prefer buying myself. Yeah. Just because, I mean, that's, like I said, Spotify takes 215 streams where somebody bought it and it's like, there it is. There's all of it right there. Do you feel like there is a direct connection between you and the listener when they purchase it directly from you? More so. And I'm speaking, again, this is another generational thing, but like when I would go to shows and I would see an, a musician and maybe the opening act that I didn't mm -hmm. know of and I thought, wow, that guy was really good or that band was awesome. Yeah. And I go buy that CD. A lot of times right. they're sitting at the booth. And yeah. I talk to him, yeah. and I feel like a connection between me and him. And I, and every time I listen to that yeah. album later on, I think about that experience at that show. Yeah, right? that's. I guess that'd be one thing. Like when I play at farmers markets, uh, a lot of times there, I'll just set them out and just kind of just put tip, just put tip in there or something like that, because I'm just kind of hanging out in a lot of ways. And uh, I've had to happen. I come up and pick one up. And of course, put whatever in it, but we have a conversation about it mm -hmm. at the same time. And so that's, I always thought that was really cool, that whole experience. Right. And the same thing with the gospel band I play in. You know, when somebody buys something, um, it just feels, like you said, that kind of connection there. Yeah, so you're not, you're not on a label and you're not selling, you know, hundreds of thousands mm -hmm. of records a year. But, there's a, a couple of artists that I follow online, um, and I've seen them live, uh, but uh, every time they put a, a new record out, I get an email okay. that says, hey, Chris. Yeah. Of course, it's all canned. He didn't literally right, write yeah, the email yeah, to me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, you know, it says, hey, I've got a new record coming out. You can hear it on mm -hmm. Spotify or whatever, but right. here's a link to purchase it. Right. And a lot of these guys are, are self-publishing like you're doing. Yeah. And so uh, that's how they're supporting themselves. Mm -hmm. And I feel totally fine, you know, buying yeah. it direct from them. Yeah. Whether that's digital or physical. Um, again, that's a topic for another day, but I have a ton of problems storing physical yeah. CDs nowadays. With, no, that's that's uh, one thing with me. I've got a lot of CDs and I don't use them anymore. A lot mm -hmm. of times I would transfer them to my phone. Yeah. Uh, but I've got some that are signed, so I don't really want to throw them away or get rid of them. Or sure, keep yeah. Them. Um, but uh, it's like you said. I, there's some groups that I've or bands that I found the same way. They were the opening act, mm -hmm. and so they're signed now. And I don't want don't really want to lose that CD. Either. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I've I've gone to several shows where I didn't really wasn't a huge fan of of the opening band, but it was uh, maybe a five dollar show yeah. or something, and and they had three or four bands on the ticket, and I ended up liking one of the opening acts yeah. way better. That's and, happened. I've had that happen. You know, buy their record 
a record or CD or whatever mm-hmm. right there at the show. And there now there's a connection. Every time they put a record out, I'm thinking, I got to have that because yeah. I really like that, you know, the last right. time. So there is a bit of a connection there as a listener, I feel yeah. like. And that's kind of where I come from mostly as the, as the listener. Um, I feel like if I, if I can support the artist, he's going to keep being able to do things. Cause yeah. I mean, if he can't make a living at the end of the day, he's got bills to pay just like everybody. He's yeah. going to have to stop playing music and get a job at yeah. Walmart or something. Right. Uh, so I'm going to be lesser than because I don't get to hear this music anymore. No. Uh, so the connection is an important, um, do you like the idea of self-publishing or would you like the opportunity to be on a label? I mean, I think it'd be cool to be on a label, but at the same time, as an artist, they're going to, I mean, they obviously they got to have their cut. problem is, I think a lot of times, it's more about them than you in terms right. of that, so you're not going to get, you're get just this little bit, <laughs> unless you find the right one. I'm sure there's some out there that are great to work for and really take care of you, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know the answer to that either. I didn't really research that stuff. No. But the you know when I, I brought it up earlier that a major label act usually gets around 10% right. of a physical purchase the money you know the store's getting probably 50% right so if, if you buy a CD at Walmart they're probably getting five bucks something like that you yeah. know maybe as low as three but it's it's a pretty good chunk right because they're providing the space and the ability to sell it and then the labels got to get their chunk mm-hmm. and all the recouped costs. That's another thing. I, I brought it up earlier. I said, we're not really talking about that. But when you're signed with a label and they send you to Nashville and they pay $100,000 for a studio for a month and a producer gets his name involved mm-hmm. and all these people have to get paid and you're at the very end of the chain down here. Right. And if you didn't write all the songs, you're really at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Because uh, publishing is where it's at, apparently financially. We, we've yeah. seen that already. There's guys who who made tons of money writing songs that you've never heard of before. No, 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 no. Um, and there's some plenty that you have. Smokey Robinson, for instance, is a fantastic solo artist mm-hmm. back in the day. But most of his money come from writing a lot of those Motown songs right. that other people recorded. Right. You know, he, he Quincy Jones has a similar story. Quincy yeah. Jones has written a ton of stuff and produced a ton of stuff. He's a well-known name, but mm-hmm. not so much for being an artist as he is for being a producer. Right. Uh, actually, funny, this morning I was watching, the, it popped up on my suggested videos on YouTube, and it was, as a bass player, talking about how to play bass like Nicky Six. Okay. And he was kind of going through all of his techniques and stuff but he said you know really what he's more known for seems to be his songwriting mm-hmm. which I didn't know that and I never really listened to Molly Crew right. but I'm familiar with Nicky Six, and so that was kind of one of those like he's the musician he's the artist but he's known more for songwriting yeah yeah it's really easy to gloss over when you have a band that's as rambunctious as Motley yeah. Crue to gloss over songwriting yeah. <laughs> you know uh, ACDC's another one yeah. it's really easy to kind of gloss over the songwriting skills and some of the technical skills of those guys uh, but we can dive into that on another yeah. topic on another day uh, so what have we come to any kind of conclusions on this is is streaming better than buying it's I think both of them have their pros and cons and that's what I was just going to add you know of course the discovery factor with streaming I think that's when I go, it's easier to make a living in music because it's so easy and people can find you with all that kind of stuff because it's so readily available without having to go to a concert and buy a CD or go into the store. And when you say making a living, though, you're not talking about making a, a millions of dollars. No, no, no. You're talking about just... 30000 <laughs> making you know, Making some something. money. Even if it's just... Maybe you're still working a job, but you're making enough to at least... Supplement. Supplement. And... Um, Do you feel like... And obviously you don't have anything to compare it to because you didn't sell millions of records and make no, millions of dollars, no. but do you feel like um, if you... Are keeping it small, it, mm-hmm. it keeps it more real for you. Like you're a little more true to the art, or Probably. does that matter? Because when I was when I was young, everybody talked about selling out, and you know the Offspring signed a huge record yeah. deal back in the day. It was like 120 million dollars, and they were this supposedly punk band and all this stuff. And then they sold sell, signed this 120 million dollar deal, and everybody's like, Offspring sold out, and yeah. I was like, Offspring got paid. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I like about it is at least right now. 
and maybe forever as far as that goes. But I'm in control of everything. I don't have somebody not like, well, you should do this instead. Play yeah. it this way or play this style. Like if I, anybody that listens to my music, it can tell a difference in the last, like since I started till now. It all the kind of changes. Their genre changes a little right. bit. The last thing I did was kind of funk. Stuff before that was more, honestly, I couldn't tell you. Uh, we, that was a discussion we yeah. had is how to categorize it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then some stuff I'm working on now, I sent you the other night, it's kind of, has some 80s kind of pop kind of yeah. vibes going on in it. So it's, I get to just control whatever I want at this, right. at this point. You don't have a uh, person standing over your shoulder saying, that's not a good choice, it's yeah. not going to sell. Uh, and whether it sells or not really is up to you, I guess. Yeah. Uh, at, there's probably more work involved, right? Though it being a solo artist, because you're you're responsible for uh, marketing it mm-hmm. and and pushing it out there. Yeah. You know, you're not just turning it into the record label yeah. and walking away. And I think it's part of the fun of it too. In that, when I, if I see the growth, I'm like, I did that. It was just me who did that. Yeah, so that's what was really cool when I did that promotion. Started seeing. Because Spotify is really big. Is you when you can save the song and of course follow. That's one thing okay. about it. When if somebody follows you as an artist, they get a notification when you release new music. Right. And and so seeing that kind of stuff, like oh man, I've added these people. So when I release my next song or album, they're gonna list. They're gonna be like they're gonna get notified. And whether they listen to it or not, who knows? But there's a better shot at it now. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, there's been artists that I liked over the years that uh, for whatever reason I didn't know that they released another record. Yeah. And two or three years down the road I'll just stumble across it and be like when did this come out? Yeah. And and it's amazing to me that I never knew as much right. as I liked this particular artist. My that. favorite band of all time is The Who. Yeah. And The Who released a record two or three years ago and I didn't have a clue about it. <laughs> I'm like I, I'm the biggest Who fan right. around. I don't know how I could not know that they released a record, but it happened. Like yeah. nobody notified me. iTunes didn't notify me. The Who's website didn't notify mm-hmm. me, even though I'm signed up on all mm-hmm. that stuff. And a friend of mine just was like, "Did you get that new Who record?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> so I'm, that's the kind of thing that yeah. I think about. Is you really got to be on top of your game. When you're the Who, it probably doesn't matter. Right. But when you're Aaron. You yeah, know, I've you've gotta really got to be on the push and stuff, and yeah, that's that's uh, making sure your Facebook's updated, letting everybody know, and running those ads and stuff like that to try to drive people to those. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but at the same time, with Spotify and stuff, there's where it's so easy. There's so many people doing it now. Yeah. So that's where I think it's got harder to make it. In that aspect, it's got hard because it's so flooded. Right, well, there's so much on there. so much, and so you're just hoping that either your ads work or the algorithms work in your favor. Yeah. Now, do you feel like Spotify is too big? Like, again, I haven't used Apple Music. They keep trying to offer me the the three-month free subscription on my phone, but I just, I can't really mentally get over the hurdle of paying ten bucks a month to stream music that I don't own. Right. It's... Um, on the flip side, before we get into this, I mm-hmm. use a service through Apple called iTunes Match. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I've, I've I had it at one point. Yeah, I, I really like that. Now, being a guy who had hundreds of CDs, mm-hmm. it was really cool. And it's it, for anybody who's not familiar with it, Apple doesn't push it that much anymore. They still offer it as a mm-hmm. service, but you you really have to dig deep to find it. What it does is it allows you to take your own music that you have physically, you upload it into your mm-hmm. iTunes account. And it pushes it up into the cloud, but it also matches it. So if it's a if it's a song that they already have on their list, they look at it on your computer and they say, "We already have that. We match it." Yeah. Right. And if they don't have it, then they upload what you ripped into the cloud. Well, what that does is it allows me to play all of my music mm-hmm. from my phone streaming through the the just regular music right. app on my iPhone. You didn't have to go back and rebuy it. I didn't have to point. rebuy it through iTunes or anything like that. Um, and it's like 25 bucks a year, so it's not really expensive. I pay it one time, 25 bucks yeah. a year. Over the course of the year, you know, it's two bucks a month or yeah. something. It's pretty cheap. 
I would rather do that than pay 10 bucks a month to stream something that's right. basically free. I mean, other yeah. than, I know Apple Music isn't free, but I can get Pandora and Spotify for free as long as I'm willing to put up with a couple right. of commercials. Right. That's See, I, actually, I keep... I did Spotify. I did the trial for our wedding, and I meant to cancel it. I never did. So I keep <laughs> I'm sure for, they count on that. Yeah. and I, I, I So I keep getting charged for it, but I keep using it. It's the problem. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, the more we've talked, the more I kind of want to go ahead and cancel it. So maybe I'll, if, <laughs> so I've talked you into canceling. It might do it. And this, if we're discovering new music, just use Pandora or something for the time being, and then re, just go buy the music. Well, I mean, even Spotify is free. The free I, I, the I've way, tried it a few times, yeah. and the the problem is I can't listen to it at, at the house because mm-hmm. a lot of times the suggested one will come up with a lot of swearing and stuff, yeah. and I don't want my daughter to hear that stuff. Yeah. Which I've, I find a lot of music on YouTube, too, though. Yeah. I've found that uh, with a lot of the uh, these reaction channels that are out now. I've actually found music yeah. that way. It's, you know, so it's not streaming, but it's kind of, yeah. in a sense. So we may do some reaction videos yeah. uh, of Aaron playing music for me that I'm not nice familiar with. Right there. <laughs> and then Aaron's going to hear some music that he's not familiar with that yeah. I'm going to pick, and we're going to just see what he thinks of it and what I think of it. Yeah. We may do that at, at some point down the road. Uh, there's, you know, tons of music. We had this discussion all the time that, you know, I'll say, I can't believe you haven't heard that song or whatever, you know. Yeah. And he says it more than me, though. Well, because my music can be a little not obscure, but it's more niche. Aaron is much more niche, uh, and musicians are like that. The musicians tend to like more niche music, yeah. uh, which is good. It's interesting. I, I'd be open to hearing all that stuff. Yeah. It's it's fascinating to me uh, the way musicians listen to music versus the way I listen to music mm-hmm. because I'm I'm listening for totally different things. Yeah, you know, all my musician friends will say this is fantastic and then I'll hear it and I'll be like I don't really like that at all <laughs> but they're listening for one specific thing yeah you know you being a bass player you listen for a lot of bass you're listening to how's the bass player playing we'll give us yeah, here's an example uh, we both like the Christian band Mercy Me yeah. uh, Aaron is one of your favorites right yeah uh, and the bass player for the band you really like I a do. lot yeah. and so their last record was called Lifer and the first song on the record is called Lifer and it's a really rocking, yeah. upbeat oh, yeah. tune, and I totally dug it. Right. Well, then Aaron uh, does a cover of it on his YouTube channel and is all into the bass line. Oh, yeah. And I hadn't paid attention to oh, the bass yeah. line Love at all. It. <laughs> Loved it. So it, it was interesting to me to hear through Aaron's eyes or Aaron's ears, basically, what he was picking up out of the mm-hmm. song. Yeah, and that was actually a really enjoyable video yeah. to watch you play the life or song because I could see what you were really digging yeah. about it. And that's the kind of things that, as a listener, I would uh, really appreciate more, I think. I think when artists do covers, mm-hmm. um, that's more interesting because then it kind of gives you a little insight into what they like. Right. If they like the song well enough to cover it, then it might open the door to something that you're not even familiar with. That's true. So... So what, we've, we've not really made any conclusions. I don't think that was our goal. No, uh, just more of kind of the pros and cons of it, I guess, really, for yeah. a, uh, I guess, more probably pros and cons for the artists and more the pros for the listener. I, right. I don't know if there's necessarily any cons, per se. Well, the monthly fee. I, that would be the I can speak con. to that. That's been my biggest con yeah. with it is the monthly fee. As you could see, Aaron got sucked into paying for it and has paid for it for how long have you been married now? Uh, six months. So he's paid for it for six months without really intending well, five, to do it. Technically five months since that was a trial. Yeah. The so, first month of the trial. So he hasn't really intended to pay for it all that time, but it's yeah. happened. Yeah. And, and then I just kind of got sucked into it. <laughs> and uh, so that's kind of where I come from is I don't want to get into those yeah. kind of things. So that's a con for me for sure. But I would think the discovery of new music is a, a good blessing. It's a good pro. I know I kind of said Pandora's not super great for it, but I have found some really good stuff I mean, on Pandora by going to that discovery or that deep cut. Right. And, and for me, from my standpoint, because um, Pandora, actually, there's an extra step to get your music on Pandora. You know, with the distributor, they just they send it to them, and that's it. The, the Spotify or Apple Music, then they... they put it on and that's all that yeah, they is. categorize it uh, and all that for Pandora you. you actually have to go to Pandora and submit it again and essentially it's in their library but they won't do nothing with it until you contact them 
They have it from the distributor, so I get to see all the stats. And as far as the discovery, it's it's cool to see the like how people are finding out about your music, like where it plays. Because there's so many different ways. There's the interactive, where you actually I think get to pick. Do you it. get that information back mm-hmm. from Pandora, mm-hmm. just Pandora, or do you get it back from all of the streamers? Um, they each have their own app. Um, Pandora, you, I think Pandora just used the website. I don't think they actually have an app. But yeah, it tells you where your listeners are coming from, how you got it. Uh, if it's from playlists, if it's from the algorithm playlist, if Spotify like helped you out with the, well, their stuff, or um, if the listeners added you to their, their own playlist. Okay. Um, or if they've just searched for you and things like that. And then Pandora will um what was i about to say about it oh if they've added your track where you can add like a track station or an artist station tells you if they've added you as an artist and now you're the you're their radio station they're playing music around you or if it's the track because i've I've had that i've had four or five track station ads so it's you get to kind of see where your discovery come from and and I also tells you which ones you're playing on, like where they heard you. So like there was artists I never heard of, so I went and looked them up and was like, I could use this information, not to run a Facebook ad, like to direct it towards their fans. Right. Okay. So um, as far as that's one way, at least Pandora, as far as discovery, I I can tell you for sure has helped me, um, specifically on Pandora anyway. All right. Well, Pandora was like the first streaming service yeah. that I really heard of. Yeah. I don't know if they were the first necessarily. I know Napster no. was around longer, but they mm-hmm. were they were doing the illegal download and stuff. I don't know when they actually transitioned to streaming. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do free downloads. That does <laughs> not help anybody. Except it may be free, but it doesn't really help anybody. No. Yeah. And it, we're not talking about hundreds of dollars in cost here. I mean, even if you're paying for streaming, it's ten bucks a month. Yeah. It's, it's not like you're killing the bank to no, to do that no. so well all right i guess that's going to wrap it up mm-hmm. for us here um we appreciate you guys watching and if you would do us a favor uh, like this video subscribe share to our channel share it with your friends yeah share it on all your social media channels we're very new we need all the help we can get of course and we appreciate it and uh, hopefully uh, drop us a comment if you like the the information here if you want to see anything specific uh, you know we'll be looking at the comments and and hopefully we can uh, keep going with this yep all right thanks a lot thank you